the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly Rob McConnell visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome everyone to Too Good to Be True. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The subject for today's show is identical twins. Before we start getting into detail, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. In the interest of time, we're going to skip the usual disclaimers. Identical twins for many is a fascinating subject, including how and why they occur. Apparently, with births occurring later in life for many mothers, twins in general are becoming more common. Why don't you start with some background, including some facts on identical twins? Identical twins arise out of a single embryo splitting into two, forming two two identical embryos. So the DNA is going to be identical, or is it? According to a New York Times article from 2008, it's not that straightforward. Here's a quote from that article. Quote, it is a basic tenet of human biology taught in grade schools everywhere. Identical twins come from the same fertilized egg and thus share identical genetic profiles. But according to new research, though identical twins share very similar genes, identical they are not. The discovery opens up a new understanding of why two people hailed from the same embryo can differ in phenotype, as biologists refer to a person's physical manifestation. The new findings appear in the March issue of the American Journal of Human Genetics, in a study conducted by scientists at the University of Alabama at Birmingham and universities in Sweden and the Netherlands. 
the scientists examined the genes of 10 pairs of monozygotic or identical twins, including nine pairs in which one twin showed signs of dementia or Parkinson's disease and the other did not, unquote. Phenotype arises from interaction of the genotype or set of genes and the environment. The DNA is similar but not identical, which was what I thought. Is there more detail on how this occurs? An article from Psychology Today from 2012 provides more detail as follows. Quote, recent research presented at the 2012 American Society of Human Genetics meeting, however, suggests that identical twins may not be as genetically similar as hitherto suggested. Identical or monozygotic twins come from the same fertilized egg. So at some point during cell division, before 14 days post-conception, identical twin embryos share virtually all of their DNA. During early fetal development, however, identical twins undergo more than 300 genetic mutations or copy errors on average. As human cells divide trillions of times during their lifespan, a few hundred genetic mutations could lead to millions or trillions of genetic differences in the DNA of identical twins over the years. Chemical factors can furthermore activate or suppress gene expression, which means that the same subset of genetic material can lead to the formation of different proteins, unquote. I guess as an adult, everything in the body is changed with a new set of cells every seven to 10 years. So that seems understandable. What about the statistics? How common are identical twins? There doesn't seem to be a simple answer. There are apparently three types of identical twins as described by the Twins UK website as follows. Dichor ionic, diamniotic. Each twin has his, her own placenta, chorion and amniotic sac. Monochorionic, diamniotic. Twins share placenta and chorionic sac but have their own amniotic sac. Monoamniotic, monochorionic, twins share placenta, chorionic, and ammoniatic sac. The chorion is the outermost membrane surrounding an embryo. There are mirror identical twins, which may account for a quarter of identical twins, with one twin being left-handed and the other one being right-handed. Identical twins apparently have a higher than normal left-handedness. Identical twins occur in something like one in, one, one in 350 births with sharing the same placenta and amniotic sac, only occurring in something like one in 50,000 births. There is also the designation of twin A and twin B, with twin A being the first to be born. So what do identical twins have in common besides genetics? They don't share identical fingerprints or bite marks. But the story of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer shows that the lives of identical twins can be very similar. Here's part of an article from the All That Is Interesting website from 2017, describing discoveries first made in 1979. Quote, James Jim Lewis of Lima, Ohio, was adopted in 1940, just three weeks after he was born. He was named James by his adopted parents and had a dog named Toy. As a schoolboy, he enjoyed math and carpentry, but never spelling. He went on to marry a woman named Linda. Later, he and Linda divorced, and he married a woman named Betty. He had a son named James Allen Lewis, worked as a security guard, drove a Chevrolet, and was an avid chain smoker. James Jim Springer of Piqua, Ohio, was in, adopted in 1940, just three weeks after he was born. He was named James by his adopted parents and had a dog named Toy. As a schoolboy, he enjoyed math and carpentry, but never spelling. He went on to marry a woman named Linda. Later, he and Linda divorced and he married a woman named Betty. He had a son named James Allen Springer, worked as a deputy sheriff, drove a Chevrolet and was an avid chain smoker, unquote. Those are twins that are absolutely identical. Is there more info on the two gems? Yes, the article continues, quote, they were twins separated at birth who had grown up not 45 miles from each other and ended up leading almost identical lives. Both Jim's mothers knew their sons had a twin brother. Springer's mother was under the impression that the twin had died, while Lewis's mother knew a bit more. When she had gone to a judge to get her adoption paperwork, 
finalized, she had overheard someone mention that the other baby had also been named James. It was that passing message that ultimately drove Jim Lewis to look for his twin. At 39 years of age, Jim Lewis called the probate court, which had a record of his adoption, and contacted the Springer family in Piqua. I came home one day, Lewis recounted, and had this message to call Jim Springer. He did, and before he could help himself, blurted out an almost comedic, are you my brother? Four days later, he was meeting him in person. They discovered upon meeting each other, they both suffered from tension headaches, were prone to nail biting, and even discovered they smoked the same brand of cigarettes and vacationed on the same Florida beach, unquote. Was there any academic study done on the remarkably similar lives? The same article continues, quote, upon hearing about Jim, the Jim twins and canny resemblances, researchers at the University of Minnesota invited the pair to come to their facility for testing. The team of researchers had been performing an ongoing study of twins, hoping to discover a separation at any role in the nature versus nurture debate. Between 1979 and 1999, the team studied 137 pairs of twins, including the Jim twins, that have been reared apart from each other. Their research sparked more than 170 separate studies focusing on medical and psychological characteristics of twins. The bulk of what they discovered centered around the, the effect environment has on child rearing and the way genetics factor in, in as a comparison." Unquote. The University of Minnesota study includes identical as well as fraternal twins, including 81 pairs of identical twins. Fraternal twins arise from separate embryos rather than a single embryo. What does the study say about identical twins that are separated? The Minnesota study has its own Wikipedia article which addresses that situation. Quote, in 1979, Thomas J. Bouchard began to study twins who were separated at birth and reared in different families. He found that an identical twin reared away from his or her co-twin seems to have about an equal chance of being similar to the co-twin in terms of personality, interests and attitudes as one who has been reared with his or her co-twin. This leads to the conclusion that the similarities between the twins are due to genes, not environment, since the differences between twins reared apart must be due totally to the environment. Psychologists now refer to the studies such as this as an adoption strategy, unquote. The Thomas J. Bouchard referred to in the quote is a psychologist and geneticist and a director of the Minnesota Center for Twin and Adoption Research at the University of Minnesota. Based on the Minnesota study, there must be similar stories to that of the two gems. There are, including the disturbing story of Paula Bernstein and Elise Shine. This is recounted in a 2007 London Daily Telegraph article as follows. Quote, Paula Bernstein and Elise Shine lived very similar lives. They were both born in New York, edited their high school newspapers and studied film at university and both were adopted in 1968. It was only at the age of 35 that they discovered each other and just how similar they were. Identical twins have been separated as infants in a bizarre social experiment. It came to light when Elise, who had been living in Paris, had decided to seek her birth mother. She was told that the mother was not interested in meeting her, but was then informed that she had an identical twin, Paula. After not knowing her sister for three decades, with help from social workers, she was able to find her within days. The two women met for the first time three years ago at a cafe for lunch and talked until the late evening. I think we'll have to continue with this after the break, Justina. Yes, we'll continue after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Zone Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net.
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, Dad, you were quoting from a London Daily Telegraph article about Paula and Elise and their amazing story. So, Dad, can you please continue? Yeah, I'll continue with the quote. On that first day, Elise did not reveal the secret she had discovered during her research, but soon afterwards she told Paula that they had been deliberately separated in birth and were the subjects of a unique study on nurture versus nature, a debate that has enthralled scientists for generations, unquote. That sounds completely unethical. Was their separation anything to do with the Minnesota study? No, another university was associated with it. The Daily Telegraph article continues, quote, The real purpose of the experiment was hidden from their adopted parents who were vaguely told that the children were part of an ongoing study. They neglected to tell them the key elements of the study, which is that it was about child development among twins raised in different homes, Paula told America's National Public Radio. It was like something out of a movie. I broke down in tears, she said, recalling when Elise told her about the study. Nature intended for us to be raised together, so I think it was a crime we were separated at Elise. Overcoming the turmoil in their emotions, the sisters who who both now live in Brooklyn and are both writers decided to combine forces and write a book about their childhoods and the intense experience of discovering an identical twin in their mid-30s, unquote. The story raises the question, do identical twins that aren't separated live closer lives than normal siblings? Apparently, sharing a womb does make siblings closer. The organization Twinless Twins, as mentioned in a New York Times article from 2007, was founded to help twins with bereavement. The New York Times article includes the work of psychologist Dr. Nancy Siegel, director of the Twin Study Center at California State University Fullerton, as follows. Quote, Dr. Siegel, author of Entwined Lives, Twins and What They Tell Us About Human Behavior, studied identical and fraternal twin children at the University of Chicago and found that identical twins tended to cooperate more with each other and were gentler with each other than fraternal twins were. Her research into bereavement after the loss of a twin compared with the loss of other relatives, with the exception of children, indicated that identical twins felt a more powerful and persistent grief than fraternal twins, but that both kinds of twins felt the loss of their sibling was more severe than any other loss." The article also comments that when a twin dies, the remaining twin often experiences profound survivor's guilt. Getting away from the science, if identical twins are born at a similar time, we should have similar birth charts and personalities. 
Does that help explain why some identical twins separated at birth lead similar lives? That raises several questions, including whether uh, some identical twins, if not separated at birth, would interact with a result that they wouldn't leave, lead similar lives. But continuing on to astrology, a study published in a major newspaper in 2003 suggests that there is no evidence to support astrology as being a predictor of personality traits. The study that started in London, England, tracked more than 2,000 people born in early March of 1958. Analysis was carried out by Jeffrey Dean, a scientist and former astrologer based in Perth, Australia, and Ivan Kelly, a psychologist at the University of Saskatchewan, Canada. Was that the full extent of their work? The same researchers also reviewed more than 40 studies involving over 700 astrologers, but found the results to be, to be no better than guesswork. Have there been other major scientific studies? There is the Carlson double-blind experiment published in the journal Nature in 1985, which, like the, earlier, the later study from 2003, concluded that astrology isn't a good predictor. But astrologers have objected to the way that scientific studies using statistics were conducted. There are claims that the Carlson double-blind experiment actually supports astrology as a predictor. What happens if cesarean or induced births are brought into the mix in terms of actual birth dates and astrological charts? That's a great question, but I think we should look at numerology as, as date of birth is the basis for the life path number. That's just your date of birth reduced to a single number. Yes, the life path number gives an idea of the opportunities, challenges and lessons to be encountered during a lifetime. Can you think of a famous person that we can calculate a life path number for? How about two? Actor Johnny Depp and Nobel Peace Prize winner Malala Yousafzai. Johnny Depp was born on June the 9th, 1963, which reduces to 6 plus 9 plus 28. The 28th reduces to 10, then to 1. So 6 plus 9 plus 1 adds up to make 16, which reduces to 7. Life Path 7 describes the seeker, the thinker, the searcher of truth. That may or may not indicate why he is an actor. Maybe Malala may have a life path number that is more predictive. Malala was born on July the 12th, 1997, which reduces to 7 plus 12 plus 26, which reduces to 7 plus 3 plus 8. The 7 plus 3 plus 8 adds up to make 18, which reduces to 9. Life Path 9 is the humanitarian with a strong inclination to follow beliefs with great ambition and drive, which seems to fit. Mother Teresa also has a Life Path number 9. Identical twins should have the same Life Path numbers, provided they weren't born either side of midnight. That's of course the case, but there are other numbers in numerology, such as the personality number, made up of all the numbers attributed to the consonants in the full birth name. So for Robin Williams or Robert McLaurin Williams, the personality number is one. That number corresponds to being ambitious, strong-willed and determined, usually a natural leader who commands attention and usually rises to the forefront. So in numerology, the date of birth is only part of the story. So it is only going to be the part of a person's profile. But we can't lose sight of the fact that identical twins have different souls. Yes, some believe souls make agreements before being born. An article by Philomena Leela Desi from November of 2018 on the ThoughtCo website describes soul agreements. Here's part of the article. Quote, soul ag agreements are pre-incarnation contracts between two or more individuals. The theory behind a soul agreement involves life scenarios conceived before birth. Souls choose relationships and family ties based on lessons they wish to learn in human form. There is conjecture among some spiritual groups that soul growth can advance more quickly through human incarnations and in spirit form. Making soul agreements before birth gives souls a game plan to use to advance their spiritual growth objectives when choosing, further, when choosing future incarnations. Soul agreements or contracts often derive from the Gaia philosophy, a principle that suggests organisms on a planet interact with their surroundings and affect its nature to make their environment maintainable for the conditions of life. 
The name of this theory created by James Lovelock is based on the Greek goddess of the earth, Gaia, unquote. Obviously, with this belief, there would have to be agreements between souls to become identical twins. But how rigid are these contracts or agreements? The article continues as follows, quote, Soul agreements aren't intended to be too restricted or set in stone based on the belief that free choice is attached to human life. Contractually speaking, it may be believed that it may be believed that soul agreements are built in out clauses because one's best made plans and goals don't always work out in life. Neither do larger spiritual goals. The spiritual being doesn't always have the realistic mentality that incarnated humans are faced with on a daily basis. Soul agreements are often renegotiated behind the scenes throughout a lifetime to adjust to situations that disrupt the original ideological scenarios." Unquote. It follows from the article that possibly identical twins have an agreement to spend a lesser or greater amount of time together. The same article continues as follows, quote, Unlike more rigid karma connections, people connected through soul agreements choose to hang out together for a variety of reasons. Imagine a conversation between pre-incarnated soul buddies. Wow, it would be cool if next time around we could arrange to be siblings, business partners or lovers. Karmic relationships tend to have an urgent energy to them, bringing individuals together to return a favor, repay a debt, work out their differences or make amends for past misdeeds. When karma is in the mix, relationships can feel uncomfortable or binding as if there is no escape. Someone we're connected to through pre-birth agreements usually is the friend who makes us laugh, a trusty mentor, or the favorite sibling. Soul agreements or spiritual contracts are usually designed with one or more out clauses built in to feel more freeing. There's often no feeling or sense of obligation in contractual relationships." Unquote. With that, why don't you begin the questions? All things being equal, is it mainly a matter of genetics why identical twins can have very different medical histories in their lifetimes. All people are unique, so even people you may think are super similar or even identical will still have a different genetic makeup, different genetic code overall. So there are parts of them that are always going to be different because when genetics are at play, it is a matter of chance. So yes, it is mostly genetic. Okay, I think we just got time to ask the question. With the physical manifestation resulting from interaction of a set of genes and the environment, what are the environmental factors to be concerned with? We'll have to answer this question after the short break. And you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xcbn.net. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to c-h-u-r-c-h-e-s-care.com to explore the possibilities. Churches care.com of God amen.com you have heard of the X zone now watch it on simul TV plus 500 video games live TV channels free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul TV simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions in the Psychic Insight about identical twins. So, Dad, can you please ask the question again you asked before the break? I will. Thank you, Justina. All things being equal, is it a mainly is it mainly a matter of genetics? Why identical twins can can have very different medical histories in their lifetimes? I think we already asked that one. So can you move on to the next question? Oh, sorry about that. I'll wake up. With the <laughs> physical manifestations resulting from interaction of a set of genes and the environment, what are the environmental factors to be concerned with? So the environmental factors basically can trigger or make a different symptom worse. So for example, if one person smokes cigarettes while the other person doesn't, then that's an environmental factor that they are introducing on themselves. So it may trigger the risk of cancer, for example. So they're interchangeable at play. However, there still needs to be genetic makeup at play too. So they work together basically where the environment can affect the genetics but the genetics can also affect the environment. With human cells dividing trillions of times during their lifespan, leading to millions of trillions of genetic differences, are there factors in our lives besides nutrition that lead to a healthier existence? Yes, certain people's genetic makeup just makes it easier for them to be, quote, more healthy. So some people's immune systems are better, for example. Some people can be more in shape quicker there are different makeups where they genetically can be more healthier. Are there differences in the typical life experiences between twins that have separate placentas and separate amniotic sacs? Twins that share the same placenta but have separate amniotic sacs. Twins that share the same placenta and the same amniotic sac. Yes, there are many different differences since there is also environmental slash developmental stage that is altered for them. For the identical twins that share the same placenta and the same amniotic sac, do they have more similar lives? You can say yes in general, since they are coming from basically the same start. So there are going to be more similarities. 
However, there still is a genetic chance of everything and the environmental factors at play. Do mirror twins, one left-handed and the other right-handed, suggest that their lives should mirror each other's? Not necessarily. So some things would be mirrored, yes, but not everything. So again, there is this game of chance being played. Does being a twin A or twin B result in one of the twins being more dominant over the other later in life? Yes and no. So a lot of the time, the twin that is the twin A is more dominant, since they're the ones that are technically born first or said to be the one more in charge. So there are these different differences between them. However, there's also a socialized thing where one twin may believe that they are the first one compared to the second one. So there are a number of factors here. How could Jim Lewis and Jim Springer, identical twins separated three weeks after birth and living separate lives, both have a dog named Toy and as students both enjoyed math and carpentry, but never spelling? That's where you can see that genetics does play a factor. So even though they were separated, you can see that somehow their genetic code was strong enough where they had many different similarities. And the environment did not influence their choices as much as some people get influenced by it. So that's a very unique thing about twins is that they carry these personality traits even when they are not in the same environment. How could Jim Lewis and Jim Springer leading separate lives marry women named Linda, then divorce and then marry women named Betty? Again, that's a very rare coincidence, especially in this case, where all the factors lined up perfectly right. So it's not even about similarities in their names, but it's also the similarities in people they decided to marry. So they these were personality traits that they both were attracted to, which just came from their, you could say, their genetic makeup, but also their inside feelings. So they had these similarities that didn't even just go down to the name, but also who the women were. How could the series of coincidences be passed on to their offspring, both with the first names of Alan and Lewis, with similar occupations while driving Chevrolets and being avid chain smokers? You could say the circumstances just lined up completely right, where everything in the situation lined up, that every coincidence would fall into place. How could both Jim Lewis and Jim Springer both suffer from tension headaches, be prone to nail biting, smoke the same brand of cigarettes and vacation on the same beach in Florida? Those are basically coincidences that happen going back to them being twins. So part of it is there's a genetic makeup. However, factors such as vacationing on the same beach in Florida is just a coincidence since any people, two people could share that. So that's what's very difficult with twin studies, that some things are because they do come from and are birthed at the same time. However, some of them are coincidences that could happen to two people at any time. Are the lives of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer being so similar, a common occurrence for identical twins separated at birth? Yes and no. So twins can go one of two ways. They can have very similar lives where it seems that they parallel each other. However, some twins do go against that and they have lives that are very different where they don't want to be anything like their twin. So there are two different roads that they can take. How common is it for identical twins to live very similar lives, whether or not separated at birth? Very common. So even after the game of chance happens, there's a lot of similarities that will occur. What can we learn from the lives of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer? Basically, that with twin studies, it's very hard in circumstances to study two people and have odd coincidences compared to that is because they're twins. So it's very hard to isolate that maybe they like the same brand of cigarettes because they have the same similar experience, such as what they first started smoking, compared to that it's actually a cause from them being identical twins or their parents, in this case, being identical twins. So it really depends if factors are looked into too much or if it's actually something that is twin-related. Why is there about an equal chance of an identical twin read away from his or her co-twin, being similar to the co-twin in terms of personality, interests, and attitudes, as one who has been reared with his or her co-twin? You have to think about the biological makeup, too. So it's not just about the environmental factors, but it's about the biological, how similar they are. So there's a likely chance that the environment might affect some factors, but not all. So that's where it comes into play that there is also free will.
so each person, each twin even, will choose their own paths. However, a lot of them choose parallel paths, which is biological, but also based on their choices. So the similarities are more due to genetics and environmental influences? For twins, yes. How in terms of morality and concern for their well-being, could identical twins Paula Bernstein and Elise Shine be deliberately separated at birth to be the unwitting subjects of a unique study on nature versus, sorry, on nurture versus nature? The problem of separating any children against their will to participate in any study is that there is the issue of consent. So no matter what the outcome is, these twins, of course, at the time were not old enough to consent. But pulling two siblings away from each other can have very negative impacts, both in socialization and both in how siblings learn from each other. They have this sibling connection. The problem with separating twins is that they have even a stronger connection. So the twins have this strange connection where they may even know how each other is feeling right away. You can even say how some twins claim they have twin telepathy. So the outcome isn't very positive to separate them. However, it's not going to have horrible negative effects where one may fall ill or something like that. So the biggest problem in these situations is that they were unwilling participants, which should not occur in any human study, but obviously does. Is telepathy more common or stronger for identical twins compared with fraternal twins? That really depends on the individual cases, but in general, yes. After being adopted in 1968, how could Paula and Elise both edit their high school newspapers and study film at university? So for the editing part, that was just how their lives aligned. So that was nothing to do with being twins. However, their interest in film was more of a genetic factor. You could say that was influenced by the environment. So their interest, for example, was something both twins shared. Why did Paula and Elise, after they met, both decide to become writers? To share their experiences and try to put their feelings down in words. So it was more of a therapy for them. What should we learn from the lives of Paula Bernstein and Elise Shine? Basically, that is very incredible that even after a lot of time, people, especially siblings, even twins, can be reunited and it's like no time passed between them. So they will still have the sibling connection, even though they're spending separate lives apart. And also that sometimes things just line up between twins, where their twins echo each other, where it's many different factors coming into play. But obviously one of the factors is their choices and what they're interested in, which can be genetic, obviously, but also can be influenced by different factors. So that's the hard part is each person is an individual. So in using twin studies, each person still has to be viewed as an individual. Why do identical twins tend to cooperate more with each other and are gentler with each other when compared with paternal twins? Basically, since identical twins shared a lot more before birth, so they were a lot closer, and this closeness does make a little bit of a difference. But again, it is an individual basis. Sometimes identical twins will not get along, and some fraternal twins may just be as close as identical twins. But we'll have to continue with the psychic insight and the questions about identical twins after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True, with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzpn.net. here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we're going through the questions and the psychic insight about identical twins. So, Dad, can you please continue with the questions? Yes, thank you, Justina. After a loss of a twin, why do identical twins feel a more powerful and persistent grief than fraternal twins? Again, that's perspective. So it's based on individual cases, but overall it's because the twins came together in this world. So no matter what, it's more of a closer bond since they entered the world together. However, with identical twins, it's because they share so much genetically too. So they are so similar already. So they are feeling like basically half of them has left them. Why do both why do both kinds of twins feel that, that the loss of their sibling was more severe than any other loss? Again, because they came together. So it is very hard on them when they're not leaving the world together. When a twin dies, why does the remaining twin often experience profound survivor's guilt? Because again, they came into this world together. So they feel like they should be leaving together. And that's not one twin that sh should pass away before the other twin. So they feel like they're in everything together, including life and death. As evidence against astrology being effective, why did the study of 2,000 people, most of them born within minutes of each other in 1958, show no consistency of characteristics from what would be similar birth charts? Basically, because biology has so many different factors to it. So you can think about the human body as a computer, but with so many different possibilities that the possibilities are infinite. So with humans, it's very hard to find different similarities between people, especially since there are so many factors at play. However, the problem also with these studies is that different characteristics can be labeled two different things. So for example, one person may be quick to have a temper well, another person is emotional in a different way. So it depends how broad the categories are and how specific the studies actually are getting. As perhaps further evidence against astrology from more than 40 studies involving over 700 astrologers, why was the outcome no better than guesswork? Since in a way, sometimes things are guesswork. So nothing's ever going to be 100% accurate, especially when it comes to individual people. However, it really depends on if a person really believes it or not. So if someone's very into astrology, what the astrology is saying may actually match them perfectly. So it depends to how accepting someone is and how they actually view themselves. So the people involved have to have their very strong view of themselves and know exactly who they are since a lot of people are ever-changing. For identical twins are reared away from his or her co-twin, there is an equal chance of being similar to the co-twin. How is this explained by astrology, which will predict that all identical twins should be reasonably alike based on their birth charts? 
Basically, sense twins can, as mentioned before, be very similar or very different. So there's this difference where the twins may not actually want to be like his or her twin or sibling and may even be doing it on a subconscious level. So astrology may explain a lot, but again, it's on an individual basis and it depends on what characteristics you're looking at. For the Carlson double blind experiment, do astrologers have a legitimate reason for objecting to the way the statistics were used? So that's a difficult question to answer, since from the astrologer's perspective, that's something that astrologers would have to defend. So that question would be best asked for astrologers if they could come up with some type of reason, some difference. So that's where science and more spiritual world would have to come together. Is there any merit in the claim that the Carlson double-blind experiment supports astrology as a predictor? There is some, yes. What happens when cesarean or induced births predetermine actual birth dates that otherwise may be different in terms of astrological charts? It is just how the baby wants to be born. So the baby chooses in a way when it wants to be born. So usually the best astrology to go with is the actual birth date, not the predicted since one, the predicted can always be of, and two, the baby decides when it wants to come into the world in most cases. Are the life numbers, like, sorry, are the life path numbers of seven for Johnny Depp and nine for Malala Yousafzai predictive of their life's work? Again, it depends on someone's perspective, but in general, you could say yes. Shouldn't numerology predict that identical twins born on the same day should have similar life paths? Yes and no, but even within any different astrology, there are always differences that occur, so nothing's written in stone. Is the personality number one correct for Robin Williams in predicting a personality corresponding to being ambitious, strong-willed and determined, usually a natural leader who commands attention and usually rises to the forefront? Yes. With personality numbers likely to be different for identical twins, is it expected that identical twins will have different personalities? Again, yes and no. So nothing is concrete when it comes to humans and their choices. But for the most part, it can go one of two ways where they are very similar or very different. If soul agreements do exist, do identical twins have soul agreements to be born together and to live separated or not? or not separated? It's something that's discussed, yes. So it's something that is planned out. For identical twins, is leading similar, very different lives part of a soul agreement? Again, for the most part, yes. It would be on someone's life path. Is Gaia philosophy correct in that beings on a planet interact with their surroundings and affect its nature to make their environment maintainable for the conditions of life? That could be said, yes. Is it correct that soul agreements aren't intended to be too restricted or set in stone based on the belief that free choice is attached to human life? There is always free will, yes. Do soul agreements have built-in out clauses because plans and goals don't always work out in life? That could be said. Are soul agreements often renegotiated behind the scenes throughout a lifetime to adjust to the situations that disrupt the original ideological scenarios? Not always, so a lot is planned out before a person comes down, so there doesn't need to always be much changing behind the scenes. Instead, a lot of the possibilities are already thought out. Can karma play a role in souls deciding to agree to becoming identical twins? Yes, it can. When karma is in a mix, can relationships feel uncomfortable or binding as if there is no escape? Anything is possible, so yes. Or soul agreements usually designed with one or more out clauses built in to free more to feel more freeing with no feeling or sense of obligation. Yes, especially in people who already know that when they come down they may feel more trapped. What can we learn from the lives of identical twins? Number one, that humans are not some type of experiment. So everyone needs to be treated as a human with decency, with respect and with making sure that's what someone's doing for experimentation is ethical. So twins in general have been the matter of a lot of study. However, they haven't always been treated the best. And also that twins in general aren't just twins, they're individual people. So each person is different in their own ways. 
So it is totally okay if one twin likes blue and the other likes pink, for example. So twins are very interesting since they are very different. And they also have these unique characteristics. But they're still their own individual people. They want to live their own lives. They want to be their own person. They don't always want to be grouped in with their twin. So it's important to know in general and always to treat each individual person as their own person since there are these genetic factors, these environmental factors. But they also want to be who they are and do what they want. So the big takeaway from the twin study is that there's more to learn about. There are these genetic codes that are programmed into everyone. But there are also these changes in the code that can be affected by the environment. So that's something humans really need to research more, is how the environment can really affect a person and how people can live in the best environment possible. That was the last answer. It's the story of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer. Too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Well, when I first read the story of Jim Lewis and Jim Springer, I really didn't believe it. So I checked and checked and uh, I couldn't find anywhere that said it wasn't true. So it is true. And the story of the, the twins separated at birth deliberately um, for study, that was Paula and Elise, I couldn't believe it. Uh, that anybody would do that. Um, I guess um, they felt the ends justified the means. I feel like in general, a lot of the study of psychology does a lot of twin studies, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's other twins that were separated at birth since I know especially, not now, but years ago, a lot of psychology studied nature versus nurture, and the main way they studied that was actually with twin studies. Yes, we didn't do the disclaimers. I would have had the great disclaimer today that I don't know a darn thing about biology. So, <laughs> um, and also nothing about psychology. So it looks like you have a better insight than I do. Yes, I know a few things about psychology. But I think the overall message of this takeaway of the show was that each person wants to be treated as an individual. So nobody wants to just be the twin or just be the sibling. Everyone wants their own individual personality and their own individual recognition. But with that, I'll mention our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O and our website at TooGoodToBeTrue.net. You can always go there. You can recommend subjects. So if you have a suggestion related to psychology, that would be great. If you have something totally different, I mean, we always are okay with ancient civilizations, as we know. If you have any suggestions or comments about today's show, feel free to contact us. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to having next week's show. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. 
they are here and they've been here for thousands of years making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 